Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton. This is episode 19. Last episode, I talked about all the things that compose a person's individual appendix in and invited listener comments, and I had three different people call in, so we'll be playing those. And if anybody calls in before I get this episode done, I'll be sure to add them in. So first up, Dr. Robert Groves from DM Dad. Hi, Larry. It's uh, Robert from DM Dad. Um, just uh, catching up on podcasts. Um, it was uh, really interesting to hear what you say about uh, Appendix N. Um, my own my own Appendix N, um, the two biggest influences on my homebrew game world are uh, the Anglo-Saxon heroic poem Beowulf and uh, the 1981 fantasy film Dragon Slayer. Um, those together kind of embody the, the tone and the feel that I'm going for in my world and also um, <clears throat> the way magic kind of cuts both ways. It can be, it can, you can do wonderful things, but it also means that it's a world with monsters and danger. Hey, Robert, thanks for that. Uh, yes, Beowulf, definitely a very interesting story for those of an English background, uh, part of the Anglo-Saxon uh, heritage, uh, a hero looking for adventure, and that's the, I guess, stereotypical hero, uh, not worried about facing death because one should seek a glorious death. Um, and I believe it was the ninth grade, our English teacher had us read that. We had a very positive English teacher, uh, very encouraging, and uh, it was quite interesting. Uh, of course, it was in a modern English translation. We did have, I think, one of those interlinear type deals that had some of the original uh, Old English in there. And... Uh, that, that's a little interesting. I've tried to dig into that, and I just haven't had the patience to uh, learn some of the things of Old English. And Dragon Slayer. Oh, my gosh, what a movie. What is that? Uh, Vermithrax Pejorative. What a name for a dragon. And that was quite the movie. Left quite the impression. I remember seeing that in the theater, and it was uh, at least my brother Robert who was our main GM, DM, and uh, some friends. I don't remember if my youngest brother was tagging along at that point. He'd have probably, well, he was three years behind me, so probably not. Uh, but we really enjoyed that movie, and the imagery of that is something else. And the low magic setting where magic is hard to come by, and the consequences, definitely. I would uh, include both of those in my own appendix in. Next up, it's Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor, a.k.a. Smoochy Face. Hey, Larry, this is Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor. I guess my biggest influence on if my personal appendix N would be the Thieves World series, especially like the first five, six books in it. Robert Aspen, Lynn Abbey definitely showed me 
a different way fantasy could be gritty and doesn't have to be the epic heroic kind of uh, fantasy it could be down to earth and with small people and just the interaction of the entire city so that definitely has the biggest influence on me and then if I had to pick a TV show years ago there was this TV show called Robin of Sherwood and it was uh, I think back in the mid 80s it was on A&E but originally it was on Showtime then it went to A&E but that one too uh, lots of good writing lots of good stories in that one so that's my input on my personal appendix end thanks Larry take care hey Tim thanks for that uh, Thieves World Robert Asprin I believe I read some of those back in the day. That has been so long ago, I don't recall reading them. I'm sure I read at least one of them. I also remember when the role-playing game came out, and uh, that's what I was thinking of when you first said Thieves World. Colin over on Spike Pit podcast was talking about the Thieves World RPG and uh, the picture of all the guys on the front, and I you still see in my mind's eye this one kind of rough-looking blonde guy with a big blue five-pointed star on his forehead and a big dagger down on the table. And one of the guys that we gamed with uh, said, oh, that's exactly what my character looks like. And he did that with every new piece of art he saw. So that was kind of funny. I'll never forget that. And then Robin of Sherwood, I don't believe I've ever seen that one. Uh at the point that came out, I probably didn't have time or didn't have cable to see it. Uh, but I'll have to look and see if maybe I've seen a few. I don't know. When I think of Robin Hood, of course, I always think of Errol Flynn. I'm young enough that uh, that was big in reruns in the 70s and 80s. Uh, Basil Rathbone, who most people may not know, was... A trained fencer. I think he maybe even went to the Olympics. Um, and then uh, Errol Flynn is Robin Hood. That's just iconic. And then, of course, there's Daffy Duck, yikes in a way and all. Uh, but yes, very good uh, references. I think many of us, the myths and legends of Robin Hood inform us in all their forms. Next up, it's Howard from Goblin Stompcast. He chimes in his thoughts on Appendix N. Hey Larry, Howard from Goblin Stompcast. How you doing? Just wanted to touch base about your last episode, which really covered very nicely uh, Appendix N and, and how it sort of is elastic and flexible and, uh, you know, changes over time and with perspective. And Absolutely. I mean, the Appendix N that I would build would be very different from someone else. And while I do take huge chunks of the original Appendix N, uh, and I have read those works, and I continue to reread and love those works, there are books that for me were heavily influencing my game, and uh, they were not on that Appendix N. They were more current to a time period in which I was playing. They were not available to Gary, you know, and the crew when they were when they were playing. So, yeah, that was really nice. I think that it's important for people to realize that they have some flexibility there. It's not a Bible. So that's it. Take it easy, game. Thanks for calling in, Howard. Appreciate your thoughts. I listened to uh, Colin Green's Spike Pit 
podcast today, and he's got a question going around about what we're reading. And, well, I'm not really reading anything other than general game material here and there, and actually some of my own stuff, because I'm working on a PDF I'm about ready to publish live on uh, Drive-Thru RPG. Uh, not tonight, but sometime probably this week. Uh, I'm also needing to hurry up and get ready and submit some games so they're available for the pre-registration for UConn in Ann Arbor, Michigan this November. Same weekend as Gamehole Con. So if you're looking for me at Gamehole Con, you need to go to Michigan because I'll be at UConn that week. Football schedules rule there. Uh, control both of those cons. Anyway, um, I've been thinking about Appendix N and some of the things I've read. I've read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. For The Hobbit, the original... Uh, Rankin-Bass Hobbit cartoon. That made a huge impression on me when that came out. Uh, and the... Uh, well, I rented it when I Netflix first came out. And then uh, a couple years ago, I bought it off of Amazon. So I've got that. And the F Bakshi's uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King one, and then another... When I think Rankin and Bass maybe did something with that too. I've got those. And then uh, Fire and Ice, the Frazetta Bakshi collaboration. That one's really good. Wizards, that's another good one. Um, I mentioned that I'm not much into heavy metal, but the movie Heavy Metal, uh, that made quite the impression. Um, other books, the Amber series with the. Princes of Amber, um, that was very interesting. Uh, I read, I think I've read all of those uh, way back in the day. That made quite the impression. Um, lots of ideas there. Um, also back in the day, uh, the Horse Clan series, you don't see much about that. Uh, unfortunately, the guy wasn't real politically correct, so I'm sure that's why it doesn't show up much, but he wrote well, and the stories were quite interesting. It uh, fits in for either a Gamma World setting or other type of apocalyptic setting, or, or you could even use it for, uh, you know, like Thundar uh, with less, you know, no magic and no uh, super science, but uh, still, that was very uh, imaginative set of stories. Um, there are several others I read back in the day. More recently, I've been trying to go back through the appendix in from the Dungeon Master's Guide and, uh, Jack Vance. Oh my gosh, that guy can twist words and he writes so awesomely. If you've never read any Jack Vance, at least just read a couple of short stories, his Dying Earth series, and you can see the way the magic influenced Gary Gygax. It's very powerful writing. Um, I read all the Conan stories by Robert Howard. Uh, let me see. There are so many others that I read. I've not read much uh, Cthulhu stuff. I have read some of the short stories by H.P. Lovecraft, but not all. There's several other authors in that gang, Howard and Lovecraft and so forth. I haven't read all of them. I plan to do so. Uh, more modern, well, they call it modern, it's probably over 30 years old. The Black Company, 
that series of books. I haven't read, I, I think there's a newer trilogy of that. I haven't gotten that. Uh, the Thomas Covenant series, I guess there's three series now. I read the first two trilogies. Uh, haven't seen the third. Uh, let's see. Alan Dean Foster and his Flinks series of novels. That's great for science fiction ideas. Um, what's the other one? Oh, A Darkness at Sethanon. Raymond Feist, that's the guy's name. Sorry, I had to turn around and look at my bookshelf. Uh, he has a series of books. Um, his writings about were inspired by events after the campaign period of his role-playing group, and they even came up with their own role-playing game, and I'm drawing a blank on what that is, but uh, the style of magic there is definitely not D&D. It'd be closer to DCC, I guess, with the able to keep using it over and over again. Um, then also uh, Sherlock Holmes. I recently read all the Sherlock Holmes by uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Well, recently, within the last couple of years. Uh, and I've got one of his historical novels, The White Company, which is based on the real White Company. That was his proudest achievement, was his historical novel about the White Company. It is kind of dry, and slow, and I haven't gotten into it as well as I have the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Um, but if I get on a kick and I start reading, I'm a fast reader and I can probably crank through it some more. I just haven't gotten back to it. Um, Stephen King, uh, Firestarter, that book was awesome. The movie, not so much. Uh, the uh, Tower series. They made that movie that came out. I hadn't seen the movie. I hadn't finished reading the whole Tower series. I read like the first four. And uh, what he does to the protagonist in that story, my goodness. Um, and I could go on and on about all different kinds of books and movies and shows. So, uh, and that's the other key is don't quit reading. Keep looking for new stuff. I've also been on a kick of going back and reading uh some classic science fiction I hadn't read, like uh, the books that were the inspiration for Metamorphosis Alpha. I have a couple of those books, and those are really quite interesting. Oh, yes. Um, the Hiro's Journey. That book re reads like uh, somebody's play report for a Gamma World game, in my opinion. Uh, I haven't read that in forever, and it's out of print, so it's hard to get. But Hyro's Journey, if you've not read it and you want to get a Gamma World, apocalyptic world feeling with some uh, mutant powers and stuff in it, that's a good one. So other than going on and on about what I've read in the past and am in the midst of reading and haven't read for a while, uh, I'd still like to keep this conversation going. If you'd like to comment on your own appendix in, Give us a shout. I mentioned briefly that I've been working on getting my first PDF ready to go for one bookshelf. Last night, I shared a teaser image of my cover and got some good comments on that. Um, I'm struggling with the interior uh, as far as it's 
not what I know it can be. Um, but I'm a one man shop and I don't have, uh, the bucks for an editor. So I'm, uh, going to put it out there, get some feedback and I'll improve it as it goes. I think I'm going to try to get that out by Friday and be a week ahead of schedule and also launch my Patreon when that goes live. So, uh, it'll be at pay what you want and you'll be able to find links to it on all my social media. So when that comes out, take a look. Let me know what you think. I really enjoyed this podcasting and how we can all interact and collaborate and share and put our heads together. And that's one thing that I think has really helped me clarify how things need to be for me to do a Patreon and what kind of things I have to offer. And I just look forward to continuing the creative journey and the creative process and this feedback that we've got going here on Anchor is just great. So thank you all for listening. Appreciate all your support and all your comments. And until next time, game on.